Hi, everyone, and welcome to Training for Life Redeemed. I'm your host, Dan. I am joined again by my father, David Jackson. We are continuing to look through the book of Matthew. Today, we're up to chapter 13, Dad. Now, chapter 13 is a great chapter for us to talk about parables, yep. how they work, why Jesus spoke in parables. I mean, it says in this chapter, you know, verse 35, that he spoke in parables because he was fulfilling prophecy, basically, that yeah. he would speak in parables, other things hidden uh, ever since the foundation of the world. So basically, is Jesus then just sharing a whole bunch of hidden things and secrets through <laughs> parables? Is that why he's speaking in parables? Is he trying to keep things hidden? Is he making them really clear? Because, I mean, these days we use parables to make things really obvious for people. <laughs> what, well, what's the point of parables? What, yeah. what are we doing? Okay, a parable is you can translate the word parable as either a riddle or a proverb. So it's either some you know, punchy little line like the book of Pop Proverbs, or in this case, it's riddles. We're speaking in riddles. This is cryptic crossword country. So I think the best way to understand this, I he, he says, I'm speaking in parables to those on the outside to keep them confused so that they won't believe. And everybody goes, what, Jesus is out there trying to make people not believe in him. Well, definitely some of them. Yeah. <laughs> not know. No, it's more not know who he is because. Yeah, he's keeping them in the dark and he's deliberately confusing them by telling them riddles. And so, I mean, you, you imagine here comes the guy who, claim, who people think might be the Messiah, right? He's been up on the hill teaching his disciples all about the nature of the kingdom of God, blessed are the peacemakers. <laughs> And then we come down here and we heal everybody that turns up that's sick or crook or crippled or whatever. He's done all these miracles. He's done all this teaching. And we're going to walk, you know, a couple of hours to go and hear this great teacher. And what does he tell us? He tells us a story about a guy who's farming, <laughs> chucking seed around. Like it's my and, and that's and it. Dies from the sun. Yeah. You know, there, there was these... He threw seed in four different places, and that's what happened. And end of the sermon, and you go, "What? What are we talking about?" And Jesus just walks away from that. Now, to understand parables, I I'll go back to a bloke who was at Sydney University, and he was trying to research a particular aspect of language. And he gave it a name. He called it anti-language. And I, it, it helped me hugely to understand parables. What he did was he went to a Polish prison. Why you'd go there? Anyway, goes to a Polish prison and he looks at the language that prisoners use. So the prisoners had made up their own virtual vocabulary. But what it was was they used ordinary everyday words and they gave them their own secret meaning. So, you know, we, we can see this. Teenagers do it. Uh, you realise that any oppressed people, any minority, anybody who doesn't want the bigwigs to know what we're talking about uses coded language. Uh, in London, it used to be the, uh, the Cockneys made up rhyming slang, you know, you go down the rubbery and you know talk about your old China, meet your old China, um, and all this sort of stuff. If you don't know the code, mm. it, it makes no sense. It's um, kind of like when the English speak proper English that no one understands. Yeah, yeah. 
But, but here's the thing. We're using ordinary everyday words. So what's a pork pie? The pie that you eat that's pork Right. <laughs> Except that in Cockney slang, it's a lie. Yeah. Pie rhymes with lie. Don't tell porkies. You know, if you don't know the code, you can't understand what it's talking about. Yeah. So anti-language, teenagers use it. They have all their little, you know, in words that they use. We call it, I think it's urban slang. Yeah. The urban slang dictionary. And if you don't know what the urban slang is, then the teenagers are able to have great conversations and mum and dad haven't got a clue what's going on. But one of the things that you don't do if you're a gospel minister is you don't try and talk to people the generation younger in their code because that violates, mm. <laughs> you know, you're, you're trying to be somebody you're not. Jesus is using anti-language. He's using his own code, and it serves to make the people in power look stupid because they don't get it, and it also communicates to the people who are the minority that they're trying to persecute. So prisoners in prison have it. They refer to a, a, a warden, a, a prison guard as a screw. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, a screw is an ordinary word, but now it has a different meaning. <laughs> yeah. So Jesus is going to tell these stories, their code, where's the code book? How do you crack the code? Well, the code is the Old Testament. So all of these parables that he's telling, all these riddles, you can decode them if you go back to the Word of God and the Scriptures. So look at a word like seed and you go back to the Old Testament and you find out that that's connected to God planting his people in his land. Uh, And you can find all this plantation language in the Old Testament. And how many parables does Jesus tell about plantations, um, you know, plantation managers, planted my vine, (laughs) all that farming imagery, it's all coded from the Old Testament. You want to talk about weddings, uh, how many parables did he tell about weddings? Go back in the Old Testament and you look at Israel as his bride. Yeah. Uh, if you know the code, this all makes perfect sense. But here's the joke. These are the great Bible teachers of the day. Yeah. They know their Old Testament and that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It doesn't fit their perspective. It doesn't fit their perspective. There's a little link missing and the missing Jesus calls the mystery. The hidden thing is not revealed to them but I'm revealing it to you. And as you go through the rest of the New Testament, the mystery is actually Jesus and who he is. Hmm. If you know who Jesus is, that unlocks the Old Testament and it unlocks the New Testament and it unlocks all of these parables. So here's Jesus and his little gang talking in riddles in anti-language and all these bigwigs who's supposed to know the Bible are all standing around going, what's he talking about? And it means that they haven't got the goods to arrest him yet. He's keeping the powers at at arm's length. Very clever stuff. Well, Dad, thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) Made parables nice and easy. As a remembering going through school and the language that was used and how you do it on purpose so that the teachers can't get you in trouble for it. Well, guys, thank you for joining us. That is the end of this episode. Brings us to... This is episode 72, so if you would like to come and grab the study notes and stuff for this episode, you head to trainingforliferedeem.com slash 72. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review if you haven't yet, and also make sure you hit the subscribe button. Come back and join us again next week. We're going to head into chapter 14.